Welcome to Training for Godliness, where we take a few minutes to remind each other to stay focused on spiritual things during our daily walk with God. I'm your host, Paul Hammonds. Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Training for Godliness. We've seen a lot of growth and new listeners in the last month. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Please like and share us on social media and subscribe if you can, and feel free to visit our website at www.trainingforgodliness.net. We're still growing and learning on the job, so if you have any ideas or questions, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So this year, I'm trying to focus on the idea of training. It comes from the name of the podcast. If we're going to call ourselves Training for Godliness, we ought to talk about training for godliness. Anytime you start getting serious about training, the question of pain always comes up. We all know the cliche, no pain, no gain. The idea that if you aren't pushing your muscles hard enough to develop tiny tears in the fiber resulting in sore muscles, then you probably didn't push yourself very hard and you may not get that much out of your workout. You can look at that metaphorically as well. It's true across just about any area of life. If you're not willing to commit time, energy, resources, and even emotional investment into a project, you likely will end up with an average result. And if you do put in the required energy, it's going to cost you some type of pain, whether it's mental, financial, social, or yes, sometimes even physical. Our problem comes when we experience pain in our lives that we can't trace back to some greater good. The age-old question of mankind is, why am I suffering? How can good God allow good people to experience such tragedy? Plenty of people have lost their faith because they haven't resolved the question of their own pain and God's seeming unwillingness to help. The book of Job spends a lot of time talking about dealing with extraordinary and unexplained hardship. As most of you probably know, Job is the story of a good man who loses his family, his wealth, his health, everything God has blessed him with except for his life, all because Satan asked God a question. Does Job serve God for no reason? God decides to show Satan that a righteous man will stand strong in his faith against any type of pain or suffering that he might experience, and he ends up being right but not before Job undergoes incredible hardship and agonizes over why God has allowed him to suffer when so many people who are much worse sinners than he is have peaceful, successful lives. Job's friends are of little help. They come to him and remind him that God always lifts up the good and strikes down the wicked. And if Job is suffering, he surely must have done something to warrant it. It's kind of like if someone came to you in your pain and said, but remember what Psalm 91 says, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. See, God will take care of you. But when we're suffering, sometimes it's hard to hear things like that. The problem is that not only do good people suffer, but God allows them to suffer. That can be hard to reconcile. E even understanding that the Psalms are meant to show God's love of good and rejection of evil and the general promise of good over the course of our lives, both through physical and spiritual blessings. Not that nothing bad will ever happen or that we'll always succeed in whatever we do, the Bible is filled with stories of righteous men and women who failed at things, who suffered, and even died, either from persecution, war, or illness. So how do we deal with suffering? And what does it have to do with training? Well, in Job, Elihu makes a point to Job that I think is worth considering for us today. Elihu argues that we ought to hear God's voice in our suffering, not in a condemning way because of any specific sin that we've committed, but as a reminder of us that pain and suffering are the consequences of sin in the world. And as righteously as we may live, all of us have sinned. None of us can stand before God and say, I don't deserve this. Our pain is a reminder, as Elihu says, to conceal pride from a man and keep his soul from condemnation. And when we do suffer, we're reminded of our need for someone to redeem us. When God does deliver us from pain, just as he delivers us from sin, we can rejoice by saying, I sinned and perverted what was right, and it was not repaid to me. 
He has redeemed my soul from going down into the pit. My life shall look upon the light. Our problem often starts with that phrase, I don't deserve this. We start believing that God owes it to us to build a hedge around us, as Satan accuses God of doing for Job. After all, we haven't cheated on our spouse or killed anyone or uh, abused or, or extorted or exploited the poor, as if those things somehow entitle us to a life with lesser degree of pain than life hands people through the everyday workings of the world. But the Bible teaches that God may allow us to suffer, but he doesn't waste those opportunities and he doesn't want us to either. We can always see our difficulties as opportunities to grow closer to God. Our trust grows, our humility grows. We learn to appreciate that our lives aren't in our hands, but in the hands of our Father in heaven. Now I'm well aware that this advice can sound kind of empty at a time. Ultimately, if we don't trust God, then the Bible's solution to suffering isn't gonna mean anything for us. Our faith in God has to be our foundation as we're standing up and trying to work through the, the difficulties and the hardships and the pain and the loss that we experience throughout the course of our lives. And when we do that, we can learn to be depending on God, not only to be merciful to me for my sin, but also to deliver me from the hardships that are beyond my control. I have faith that even when it seems like nothing is good in my life, God still sees me and God is still ready to redeem me through the sacrifice of Jesus the Christ. Even if I'm never relieved from my pain in this life, even if I go to my grave, trusting in the Lord, I know that I have relief coming. I know that I have a place of rest waiting for me because I have entrusted myself to God. I have faith that even when it seems like nothing is good in my life, God still sees and God is still ready to redeem me through the sacrifice of Jesus the Christ. The one that Elihu foreshadows when he describes the mediator, the one in a thousand who asks God to deliver us from the consequences of sin and into the grace of our Lord. Hebrews 12 talks about suffering in terms of discipline, not as a punishment for wrongdoing, but as an exercise to make us stronger, to bring us closer to God. The writer quotes, the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son he receives. Philippians 4.13 gets misused a lot, but it applies here. Paul writes, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. There are no hardships that life can give that will separate me from God's grace as long as I keep trusting him. Every obstacle we overcome spiritually, every arrow our faith withstands, every time we say, not my will but yours, and endure, just as Jesus endured, is one more exercise as we continue training for godliness. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.